For generations, there has been rebellious youth challenging their elders to question conventional ways of thinking, whether that is through fashion, lifestyle choices, or repeated generational traumas. Will parents ever truly understand their children? How do we bridge the gap of understanding between Gen Z, anyone born from 1997 to 2012, and Gen X, anyone born from 1946 to 1966? In this first interview, I asked a series of questions to a group of Gen Zers who are a part of a podcast called the Not For Nothing Podcast. I questioned them on their perspectives of each other and their parents' generation. I'm your host, Deja Wallace. Yo, Kabar. Yo, 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 it's Monty. It's your boy Fari here. So basically, everybody older than them, <laughs> mm-hmm. they were like coming for like our generation and the people after us saying like, oh, how like we don't want to work anymore and like how we're lazy and blah, blah, blah. Right. Do y'all, do y'all subscribe to that? Like, do y'all believe that? To a no. certain extent, I do. I, I mean, I get it. I get why they say that because it's like, I don't want to work for real. I believe like but if I could get money doing this, why would I do yeah, that? exactly. Right? I'm not saying like, because honestly, there's people that I know that's gen, well, they love the 95 and they love what they do. Mm-hmm. And I would, I don't think why you can't do both. Like, but like, I feel like if you could get X amount of dollars this way and somebody got got it this way and they did it through hard work, mm-hmm. I feel like that's also toxic. Like, all that yeah. hustling, you got to hustle. Why? Why am I, why am I stressing myself, yeah, sleeping, not, not getting yeah. no nothing, not even taking care of myself mm-hmm. to get some money yeah. that's not even real that they print? Mm-hmm. Really? I feel like I feel like, like all the social constructs that they abided by that they were trapped in, yeah. we're starting to see like, yo, it don't make sense. I can make money just being on my phone. Right. right. One of the main concerns this group of Gen Z podcasters emphasized throughout this interview was their parents' generation's inability to evolve with the times and accept their child's choice to become an entrepreneur and utilize the internet in a way that can help them make money instead of working at a conventional nine-to-five job. Like, we find other ways of revenue and other ways of income to where they're like, oh, y'all don't want to know. We don't want to do it that way. Exactly. We're all about making money. We just don't want to do it that way. Y'all want to make money the hard and grease, elbow grease and, you know, the the nitty gritty kind of way. And we're like, bro, there are easier ways to make bread. And I'm just being smart about it. And they don't fuck with that a little bit. I think the reality of hard work pays off needs to stop. Because I ain't going to lie, hard work does not pay off all the time. It does People always think, oh, if you hustle, hustle, hustle. No, you can hustle, 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 hard work, and still and fail, bro. And still exactly. be nothing. Exactly, exactly. So I think when people realize, like, that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. Life is really about experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Then people start moving different. Mm-hmm. And, stop, and stop trying to put yourself in another person's, you know, shoes. Like, if they stop hustle, 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 and they, else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they work for them. But that does not mean that that's my reality. Just because you hustle, 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 and now you got a big crib, and because you hustle, mm-hmm. that don't mean that I could just go on Instagram and, you know, find out the next stock or I could find, you know, the the next this and talk about it first. And then now I got people giving me money to do this and this and this. That does not just, that doesn't make you less and that doesn't make me self lazy, like for me. And that's why I feel like it comes from. They feel like we're doing less, but getting the same results. So now they want to have something to talk about, something to shun. In this next interview, I asked the parent generation of the Gen Zers to listen to the audio of how Gen Z really feels about their parents, raw and unfiltered. My name is Sandy Miller. Uh, I have been a school teacher for like almost 30 years. I have a child who's a millennial. 
and it is my pleasure to offer my opinions on what I think of Gen Zers. What they tend to do is criticize our generation because we were the ones who worked the long hours and dedicated our, you know, dedicated to our jobs as if we are like it was some kind of slavery thing we we, we bought into. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, I'm not into that, you know. And OK, I get that. I get that they want a better work life balance. I understand and respect that. But, you know, but at the end of the day, here is where a little bit of missing link is based on what I was hearing from those is. Okay, now it's all about, oh, okay, for instance, you are a Gen Zer. And then, and of course, also it depends on the socioeconomic class, or, you know, so that you could be better. I heard in the audio people talking about, oh, you know, our parents used to the 9 to 5 and hustle. We don't want to do that. We want to make money better and smarter. And that is okay. We're not saying anything is wrong with that. But what I'm also saying is that when an individual has a fundamental sense of responsibility, we have to think about our choices that are going to go beyond us. What do I mean by that? What do I mean is I put myself in the mind of a child. Okay. And I think, because I have a friend, I can give you this as an example. When I was much younger, I had a friend, very smart guy, right? And he, but he was raised in poverty and very smart. You know, I went to the university of the West Indies. He and I were supposed to go together, but he chose not to go to university. He chose to go get a job so that he could take care of his mom who had struggled to get him to where he was. And to this day, you know, he never ever made it back to UAE to get that education. And I kept saying to him, you know, but if you get the education, you can get a better job and do better for your parents. But in that moment, his mom was hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck. The family was dirt poor. So he couldn't make this 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 this, this um decision for himself. He had to think about his mother and what she did for him and make decisions to help her. So what I'm saying is that sometimes these young people don't think to look back to say, okay, my mom or my dad or my parents made these sacrifices to make me who I am today to give me this life. Let me do whatever is in my power to now make life easier for them. Maybe, you know, helping them with the bills, helping them with the mortgage, helping them with the car payments, whatever the little I can do in this moment. These kids can talk and think this way because they don't have fundamental responsibilities. They don't have a sense of, okay, I'm part of a family unit. Parents did this to invest in me. Even though my parents are not poor, my parents weren't poor growing up, but I still gave back to them. I wouldn't think of quitting my job because I'm saying to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to give my mom X amount of money per month um, just to give her. She, did she need it? No, but it's just a sense of she did so much for me. This is my time, my, my responsibility to give back to her regardless of whether or not she needs that help. So thank you for joining me, Miss Jennifer. Thank you for having me. You did listen to the audio. What do you think? What was your first thoughts after listening to the audio? Like, whoa, nothing changed. Well, I should say there's a slight change. And over time, we could not really speak up until we learn how to use our voice. So I'm happy they have that privilege and that understanding, knowing that they can speak up. But um. I'm from a Caribbean parenting home, and my father was very stern. So you had to get very creative to be able to approach him. But he was loving. But it's just that this is a training we had. But the young people now are taught to assert themselves, speak up, and that's very important. But we all complained as, as young people, so I'm like, 
when would we break the cycle? And it starts with you. And it starts with them. And it starts with this conversation. Mm-hmm. Gen Zers also express their love-hate relationship with technology. Although they are able to make money and start their podcasts, all thanks to social media, these group of Gen Zers feel like it's a double-edged sword when it comes to being the first generation that was raised with technology, which widens the lack of understanding between their generation and their parents' generation. I don't have a lot of programs in the hood mm-hmm. or, like, things that are, like, educational mm-hmm. or, like, make you think or make you, like, think more. Okay. So if you take away all that stuff and get somebody a phone, social media, because there's no programs or things to, to strengthen your mind, mm-hmm. whatever you see, whatever you, whatever you can read, whatever's in your reach mm-hmm. is true. So, like, just, I think this is all by design. Like, all by, it's like a, it's like, Somebody designed it this way, mm-hmm. and they knew this this would happen. Yeah. And, and if they keep feeding you stuff, you're not going to get off the hands. Uber Eats and all that stuff, mm-hmm. bro. It all makes everything that we do, right? If you don't really take the time out to assess and like really think about shit, it makes you docile, bro. All this Uber Eats, Uber Uber traveling, yes, yes. social, it makes you complacent mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Yes. So if you don't really take the time out to be like, yo, <laughs> I want to do this, I want to do that, or I just want to do something different. Mm-hmm. This is regular. We're not even going to... Shit going to happen. We're not even going to know, bro, because mm-hmm. we're going to think it's regular. Mm-hmm. Like, all the shit we're doing is not regular. Mm-hmm. Being on the phone 14 hours a day is not regular, bro. In terms of the technology, you know, I want to say it is what it is, but we as parents are also a little bit um, guilty because in terms of when we were raising you guys, you know, we ourselves didn't create the balance. So we allowed you guys to experience the world through technology. A lot of parents, you know, as soon as the technology came in there, you know, to get a break from you guys, we would just put them the thing and put it in front of the TV or give you a Game Boy or whatever so that you would give us a break. So you'd be on the Game Boy or you'd be absorbed in technology because we just needed a break to just decompress, right? And so therefore, we sort of push you guys in a way, inadvertently, to become totally consumed with with technology that was our bad so to speak because i think we as parents could have done a better job to create more of a balance understanding that technology is the new wave or where we're all going in that direction but i think as parents we could have when we were raising you guys done a better job in terms of a balance between time for technology and time because a lot of you guys are so into you know, your fake lives on social media and you realize. And I think that this is where parents drop the ball, where we allowed you guys to create your Facebook days, your Instagram days, your TikTok days. And then all of a sudden, psychologically, you're so connected to this not real world because people only put things out there that they want you to see. They're not the real you and real stuff that's happening, the, the nasty and the not so good. Ain't nobody putting that on social media. So I'm just thinking that we as parents dropped the ball when we were raising you guys. We could have created a better balance between technology and just real-life social skills that you guys don't really have that well. I think it's more challenging. But which generation has not been challenging? I often think of when kids were here in America during World War II and the bombings were happening and there were shortages all over. Wasn't that a hard time to grow up? And you know... They call the children that were raised during World War II the greatest generation ever. And I'll tell you why they do that. Because 
Things were hard. They had to have their little victory garden because, you know, it was just hard for everybody. But because of the adversity that they faced, they rose above it and they became stronger. They became more resilient. They became more tenacious. Ain't nobody saying, oh my God, they're so traumatized. Oh my God, we need social emotional learning. Oh my God, we need, no. The adversity was there. And they found the backbone to rise above it. And they, to this day, are called the greatest generation ever. I'm just going to say that. Now, to answer your question about the challenge, every generation has their unique challenges, is what I'm trying to say. World War II generation has theirs, and this generation has theirs as well. So I'm not going to say it's hard, because that's a deep word. But I will say that there are challenges. And the presence of technology, any parent is going to tell you, because from my generation to parents younger than me, raising um younger kids, that's what they're saying. Oh, my God, because when I complain to the parents, they're like, Mr. Miller, but all he wants to do is be on the TV. All he wants to do is be on the phone with his friends. All he wants to do is this. And I turn to the parent and say, honey, you're the parent. Who bought the TV? Who bought the, the phone? have to listen to more, listen some more. We have to take time to get to know them. We cannot be judging them because our lives sometimes depend on our kids. And I let my son know all the time, all my business, all my finance will be in your hands. And so if they have that understanding, it, it kind of changes a lot, but we have to work together. I have a group that is called Leading and I work full time. How do I get things done? These young people, they are quick. And I believe in them, and so they continue to deliver. And so we have to have a partnership with them. We have to believe in them. And then we have to be able to criticize them, but in a constructive way. After conducting an interview to hopefully come to a common medium that can bridge the gap of understanding between the Gen Z and Gen X generations, I found that although a conversation cannot fix this lack of understanding overnight, We need more conversations like this to at least start process of breaking the cycle of generational trauma, which starts with open communication with one another, no matter the age.